Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Thank you for joining on today's show. We are currently at 52,000, thanks to you, and we're on over 40-plus podcast platforms, including Amazon Music and Audible and even Spotify. Today's guest has been in the hair industry for 10 years. She's also Cosmoprof's U-Vanguard 2021 winner, Shark Fin, Shears Ambassador, um, Alkali Beauty, Alka Mob member, uh, salon educator, salon director of education. Let's welcome today's guest, Jessica Selders. Welcome, Jessica. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. Well, hi, Brad. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited. Um, thank you for the introduction. And my name is Jessica Selders. I've been doing hair for 11 years now. Oh. Um, yeah, I just hit the 11 year mark. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, so I've been... An ambassador with Sharkfin Shears for about three years. I teach classes with them as well. Um, I also am an Alchemob member. So that company, I represent them as an ambassador as well. Um, I'm certified in Dreamcatcher's hair extensions. I'm the head of education and my salon that I work at. And I'm going to be teaching at a hair show coming up this spring. Oh, amazing. So we're going to dive into that a little bit later in the show. But what was the turning point when you knew you wanted to be in the beauty industry? Um, actually, I was in college first. I was going for teaching. Oh. And, you know, I just, I was filling out my schedule for the upcoming semester. And I was like, this is just not for me. You know, I want to do mm. something creative. I've always loved doing hair and makeup and the whole beauty industry. So it was something I looked into. So I went and did a tour at the local cosmetology school and fell in love with it right away. Oh, wow. So when you're at school, how did you find school for you? Did you find the training? Was there a learning curve for you or it's something you just naturally, um, you know, kind of kind of became like you knew that once you were in school, this is what's for me? Yeah, it was our first day and we were working on our mannequins. Um, we were I was doing like updos and curls on them. And I was like, this is great. I'd like hands on <laughs> learning. So it was really good for me. And honestly, I think I really picked it up naturally. It took a lot of years of practice and a lot of mistakes and failed attempts, but mm -hmm. you know, that's all part of our industry and how we get better. Because I know with mannequins, a lot of people were in school, you hate mannequins. Mannequin hair is one of the worst hair you can work on. If you can master that hair, you can master anything. And when I was say when I left school, I trained with the the world champion under Sassoon system. And he said it takes three to five years to start to get good. You know, and, and that's just being behind the chair. That's not even being on stage, educating, doing hair shows, competing doing all that kind of stuff. Um, so so something you had said, you said, um, I'm a small town stylist with big dreams. Can you kind of expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, um, where I live in Johnstown, it's probably roughly like 20,000 people. We're pretty small. And honestly, like when I went to the competition for Cosmo Prof in Texas, that was the biggest stage I've ever been on. I couldn't believe that I won the entire competition. That was huge. And it just goes to show that even if you're from a small town, you can succeed and you can follow your dreams and do big things. Exactly. And what, what kind of obstacles have you had to overcome just in life, in the industry? Um, lots of obstacles. I 
struggled with my confidence a lot in the beginning. Um, I definitely compared myself a lot to people on Instagram and looking at their pictures and thinking like, oh, my pictures aren't as good as theirs. But um, about three years ago, I made some big lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. I actually quit drinking, which was a problem in my life. And it helped me grow a lot. It really helped me change and it really helped my career succeed. Exactly. And and taking that point of your health, because as say for me, um, I think a lot of it in the industry, because you know, hairstylists love to party. <laughs> and, and that and that's part of it. But for me, I woke up one morning when I was 30 and I just that's when I stopped and I haven't touched anything since. I don't think I had a huge problem, but it does make a difference when you kind of see that, yes, I can make better choices for myself, for my health, and also for those around me and my clients. Because obviously, if it becomes some, some, I'm not saying anyone, but if you're coming to work or you find you need it, or as soon as you're done, you have to have it, then that's kind of becoming a vice in your life sort of thing. But going to social media, how did you kind of build up your social media or your Instagram um, following? Um, what what are some tips that you could give for people to kind of build and what should they kind of post on their social media? Honestly, just posting consistently is super important. Finding that peak time where most people are going to be viewing your stories, um, doing reels and videos, definitely get more traffic on your page. Um, I share my Instagram link on my Facebook page and vice versa. And I just am constantly working on it. It's really, it's a, it's hard. It's hard work. It's a part-time job running social media for sure. Cause now I have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you know, there's just so many. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's something I haven't delved into yet. Like TikTok. And I know TikTok, your following can grow very quickly. Right. Um, but I think with each social media too, they have kind of a different, um like rhythm or or like uh what's the word i'm looking for um algorithm <laughs> sort of thing and as i say do you think there's better times to post or how many times do you think is good to post in one day on all the all the platforms i think posting at least once a day um sharing to your stories gets your stuff seen quicker mm -hmm. i think um and posting like sometime in the morning afternoon evening when people get home from work those are your best times to post yeah and they're most likely when they're going to kind of look at the material see it and say you always want to when you're posting it social media um you know i think it's nice to say here's my pet but i think it's nice to post content that is really valuable to them or they say here's a tip of the day and they're like wow i never knew that okay i'm going to start following i'm going to recommend i'm going to be an advocate sort of thing. Um, you're a lead hair and makeup artist um, for a photography company called The Empowered per Perspective. What is The Empowered Perspective? I can't even speak today. Perspective. <laughs> I am I am no longer with her. Actually. Oh, okay. I need to update yeah. my bio there. Yeah. But it is a photography company that um, does empowerment photo shoots for women, and it's absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. Wow. And I think that's what we need. And say, this is the empowered, you know, hairstylist podcast. So with that sort of thing, so empowering, I think comes a lot from education. So how important would you say education is for anybody in your field? It's the top importance to me. You have to stay educated. We um, at my salon do a class at least once a month. We get together and do each other's hair where we teach each other new techniques, which is awesome. 
Um, we do a hair show at least once a year and we do online um, classes and online shows too, where we get together usually at my house and we have snacks and make it fun. And it's just, it's awesome. It's so important to keep learning because there's always new tools, new techniques, new formulas, mm -hmm. new products. And it's just important to stay on top of that. And your clients appreciate it a lot because they love to hear when you go to classes, oh, try that new thing on me that you learned, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's important to stay educated. Exactly. And do you think as a salon educator or a salon director of education, there's kind of more pressure on you to come up with new things for, you know, the, yeah, definitely. The it people is. to learn. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, it, it is important, but I always like, I like to ask, especially our newer girls, you know, what are you struggling with? What can I help you with? And how can I help you get better? Because I want to see my whole team succeed. Exactly. So as a, a shark fin um, shears ambassador, you also educate for them as well. If somebody wanted to be an ambassador or an educator, what's the best way to kind of get into it? Or how, how, what's your story and how you Honestly, got involved? It's, it's pretty simple for me, how I got into it. Um, sharing on Instagram, they noticed my work. I tag them. So mm -hmm. tags are very important on Instagram. So if tag every brand of product you mm -hmm. use, every tool that you use and those companies will eventually see your work. And um, Sharkfin had shared one of my haircuts. Oh. It was a men's haircut. Okay. And I was so excited. And then they had reached out to me and said, Hey, we're looking for ambassadors. Um, you have to have, I, I believe at least a thousand or 1500 followers. Okay. Yeah. And um, you can just email Willie at sharkfinshears.com mm -hmm. and you, you can be an ambassador. So they're still looking for more ambassadors right now. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And you love, obviously you must love the shark fin shears. <laughs> I do. <laughs> to, to be using them. So when you educate, do you specifically teach men's haircutting? I do not. Um, that's yeah. just something I specialize in. I would like to also dive into teaching color classes. I'm very mm -hmm. into color. It's one of my passions, but mm -hmm. I I love doing all types of haircuts and colors, but so far, most of my classes have been haircutting classes. And how do people find when they take your class? How do they find your class? Um, so do you find as an educator, when you're in there, you see the light bulbs going off or now I get it. Hey, that's something I never thought of before, you know, because that's the thing with every educator. Cause I could teach a fade and you could teach a fade. We both teach the same system, but yet somebody will go, Oh, there it is. Oh, the other one. I don't get what they're teaching, you know, but yet we're teaching exactly <laughs> the same thing. So what is that moment? And obviously too, if you're teaching several classes um, online or in the salon, how do you find that most people are? And what's the feeling for you as an educator when you see those light bulb moments? That's always a good feeling for sure. <laughs> you feel like you're, you've done your job if those light bulbs are going off. I, mm -hmm. um, I really like to do hands-on with my classes. So when in-person classes are great because I can have the student come up and try my technique on the model. And it's really good to see this way. I can see exactly what they're doing. Maybe for example, with clipper cutting, like how they're holding their clippers, mm -hmm. you know, I, I taught, um, some girls right out of school and, uh, you know, someone was holding their clippers with two hands and I was like, wait, stop. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it, it's just, it's good to see what they're doing so you can help them change maybe some of the habits that they've learned. 
and I think that's it. The, with the with the clipper, a lot of people don't get, you know, how to angle it properly, how to, or if you're digging into the head, you forgot to put your guard on. You've got these ledge marks or you got all these chop marks in the, or oops, I missed. It's in the back. I hope they don't see it. I'll only show them the one side with the mirror sort of <laughs> thing. But But that's a thing because barbering, I find we learn a lot in school on the hairdressing part and and working with a female client but generally in school i'm not sure what your school was like but the usually the barbering part is a much smaller section like less so with with our school our barbering program was like 300 hours right so it depends and then you would learn straight blade shaving you know men's cutting fades tapers um clipper work scissor over comb all that kind of stuff but i really think it's once you get out of school that's when you start learning. So you think, so would your classes be better suited for people just out of school or seasoned, um, seasoned stylist or both? I would say both because like you said, you can take the same class uh, five times and maybe it doesn't sink in until that third or fourth or fifth mm -hmm. time. So it's really important. I take classes on things I already know how to do just because it might be a refresher or it might be something that I just never noticed. So it's important to take classes from all different types of educators. And as for men's cutting, you know, it is something that isn't very focused on where I went to school. Mm -hmm. I was lucky at my school. There were two guys that were in my class oh. that already knew how to cut hair before they started school. They just wanted to get the license. And I oh, learned wow. a lot from them. I actually learned more from the students than I did the teachers in that mm -hmm. aspect when it came to the men's cutting. Yeah. And that's the thing because, uh, I mean, I salute season stylist but sometimes you can't bypass some of these new um graduates because some of their stuff is incredible and say as a salon owner i've seen kids out of school better than somebody who's been doing it 12 years 13 years that never brush up on their skills right they think i learned all i need to know i don't need any education other than that so with you you're constantly going to hair shows can you kind of tell me about some of the hair shows you've been to what you've seen how, what the atmosphere is like, you know, and, and is it worth going? Oh yeah. Hair shows are always worth going to. My first one was in Baltimore. It was a uh, Cosmo prop show. That was when I was still in beauty school and I've gone to one pretty much every year since I've gone to Maryland quite a few times, Ohio. Um, I went to Texas to the behind the chair show for the first oh, time wow. last year. And that was an yeah. awesome show. I really liked it. Um, yeah. So, and then I went to the premier Columbus show this past year. So. Yeah. I think I saw your pictures. There's uh, Isotech was there um, who, who was on our Mayan cruise, which we'll talk a little bit later sort of thing, but going there, I think when you see all the people, all the hairstylists, all the, so when you go to a hair show, what do you kind of look for specifically when you go? Um, honestly, I look at the classes they're offering and I kind of make like a little schedule um, this way it, it's so hard. You're not going to be able to see every class. So mm -hmm. you have to really pick and choose what it is that you want to see the most. Um, there are some classes that get so filled, you can't even get into the room unless you're 15 minutes early. Yes. So it's super important to do that. And I like to check all the booths and see what kind of deals they have on products, tools, 
and find new tools. Like you had mentioned Izutech. I mm -hmm. got their dryer because it was at a show and they let us pick it up and feel it and check it out. And I was like, this is the best dryer I've ever had. So I'm really excited about it. I that. love that dryer. It's so light because I'm used to a very heavy dryer, a big heavy dryer. And then and say when mine arrived, it's like, <laughs> like I can't feel this thing. I thought it was going to fly out of my hand because <laughs> it's so light and quiet. Yeah, and then I noticed great. that, you know, they have the blue, the blue, the red and the, the violet button. So it shows you as opposed to I kind of like that the buttons on the dryer are flat because what I have a problem with is when I'm drying, they all have like the light switch buttons. So you're constantly changing speeds and changing heat while you're drying. And, and the other problem I had, too, which is great with their dryer, the Vulcan MX is everything's magnetic. So it just sticks on except for the uh the diffuser part but with that i find a lot of times i'm drying because i'm very fast i've done years of stage work so i'm very fast when i work but then again your dryer gets hot and then the the, the you know the the tips start flying off <laughs> sort of thing which is not fun when you're kind of working and you don't really want to pick up uh, you know a, a an attachment from the floor, put it back on and then start working with your, <laughs> with your clients. It's like dropping your comb, wiping it on your pants and saying, okay, <laughs> it's fine. You know, <laughs> sort of thing too. But with, with some of the uh, shows coming up, what's kind of some of the shows that you have coming up that you'll be teaching at that you'll be going to. Yeah. Coming up uh, the Western Pennsylvania show in seven Springs, that'll be at the end of April. And I will be teaching men's cutting at that at that show on stage that'll be my first hair show education debut so I'm wow. very excited about that that's a, that's amazing i'm going to be there too tracy brought me on board i'll be doing teaching podcasting and social media but it's 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 to say i've done years of stage work um actually as a perm platform artist so it's <laughs> so sometimes you don't know that when you kind of get into it and and that's why i say like when you see your audience you see how the because what you're doing as an educator, you're kind of um, shortening the the curve for them. So you have 11 years. Here's somebody that can go now take what you did in 11 years and learn in a matter of an hour. So that kind of is better for them. So they can go back and say, hey, I saw this great class. You know, I want to try this on you. And I think clients always love when their stylist gets back from a show, from some type of education, because they're always asking us what's new. You know, I mean, and that's one thing as an as a hairstylist, you constantly have to be creative and inventive. And like you said, with color, color allows you so many different multiple, you know, scenarios like yours. You have a little bit of color in the bottom, but, you know, a lot of people need to know what's a money piece. How do I balayage? How do I do this? How do I? You know, and as I say, there's there's better ways of doing it. How to do a, a shadow root, stretch root, like there's all different names for for color sort of thing. And with me, my main clientele was always color. And that's what I specialized in, even though I was a platform artist for perming. But perming, you know, it kind of has its everybody wants perms and then nobody wants perms. But obviously cutting and color people will always need, you right. know, and, and coming up with your own ideas, your own uh, stuff sort of thing. But um, uh as we go through, you're also attending something that I'm putting on is the um, the Mayan Soul Beauty Industry Cruise. So how exciting is that? I am so excited. I've never been on a cruise. 
So this, really? and you know, I love hair shows. So yeah. a hair show on a cruise, like you can't, that's awesome. I can't wait. And that's, and that's the best way because number one, being on a cruise, it's actually, it's, it's not even a cruise ship. It's actually a super yacht. So, <laughs> so with that, it's nicer, it's more intimate. You know what I mean? You get 20 specialty restaurants, um, uh, your gratuities are included, your uh, classes, uh, workout classes are included. Like, like Virgin gives you over $600 worth of free stuff. So once you basically pay, you don't have to pay for anything once you're kind of on the boat. But that's the thing, being in a different destination changes your mindset, being with other A-list, you know, celebrity multi-award winning you know educators that's a bonus because now you can be up close and personal with all these people some of them you know some you saw at the the last show you were at that are going to be on there as well um a lot of them are also doing the show right before i think it's about 10 days before <laughs> the so so the 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 one show is the end of April, and then my so mine is uh, May seventh to twelfth, twenty twenty three. But but to see the education and the nice thing, like you said, I have to choose which class to take. The nice thing with with getting the experience pass, all the class you get to see all the classes. You don't have to worry about being in a little tiny meeting room and that sort of thing. It's a big huge stage show. We're all adults, so you come to the classes you want to see. The classes you don't want to see, you don't have to come. But to me, every educator is worth is worth it. And and like most of them charge more individually than what even the ticket price is. So if you value education, you know, you know education. It is the, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's been well thought out, and people are excited. Um, uh, we go to. I wasn't going to talk about this, but now I'm I'm excited about this too. Mm -hmm. But we leave Miami, so Port of Miami. We have a day at sea, which are is our class day. Uh, then we have the uh, Mayans, so Mayan Soul, which is Costa Maya, which is the Mayan ruins. You can go, you can explore, you can you know. So if you can go on your own, if you want, you can go with new friends. If you want to have friends that should come, I know that everybody was buzzing from the Isotech show that they're all like, "I want to come, I want to come." So get on board because our deadline is December thirtieth, um, coming up, and we'll close everything down. Uh, then we have another day at sea, which is another day of education. We have Richard Branson's private island, which is uh, the beach. Club at Bimini, and then we're back in Miami. So we also have special opening night, Scarlet Night opening party. Um, we also have VIP stuff and networking events and and lots of great kind of stuff hidden hidden in. Um, so with 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 that, um, as we kind of wrap up, the time is like going really fast. So I'm trying to get everything in. So what would be a nugget of gold that you would kind of leave for our audience? Honestly, just stay educated. That is my biggest thing. I'm a huge advocate for education in our industry. And I think attending shows and attending classes as much as you can is so important. That's a, that's amazing. So everybody, make sure you join us on the Mayan Soul Beauty Industry Cruise, May 7th to 12th, 2023. Learn and have fun with A-list celebrity beauty industry professionals on Sir, Sir Richard Branson's Super Yacht Scarlet Lady. Tickets are available at www.beautyindustrycruises.com. I'll see you there. So make sure that you get your ticket because deadline is closing at the end of the at the end of next month, so December 30th, 2022. So if people wanted to find you, Jessica, where should they go to find you on social media or online? 
Um, you can look me up at Jay Selders Does Hair on Instagram. I also have a Facebook page under the same name, and you can find me on TikTok as well. Oh wow, amazing! So so yeah, so it's Jay Selders at doeshair.com. I think, and then I think a lot of people at one time. They had, um, I think, Philip Ring. It was like Philip does hair. So then, was everybody does hair? So I'm at Brad does hair. <laughs> so we all, we all, we all do hair sort of thing. So I want to say thank you for joining us on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast today. I'm excited to see you at the hair show coming up in April, and then on the Super Yacht in May. And uh, we'll see you and everybody next time. All right, thank you, Brad.